Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. This is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. It is 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This show is on every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just to give everybody a heads up, starting in December, the Tuesday and Thursday show will be transferred over to Patreon. It'll be an exclusive Patreon show. So the show is only going to be on um, YouTube publicly on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and on Patreon every Tuesday and Thursday. Patreon is is one of my, um, it's a $10 a month uh, uh group that I have. You can get as low as $8 a month for a yearly membership. And we also do live Zoom room Q&As as well as exclusive content. And there'll be added bonuses. We've also got a lot of other stuff planned, like we've got Instagram groups um, planned as well. A lot of great stuff is going out. Don't forget to check out our academy at academy.solidcaninetraining.com um, for our uh, bundles sale of our online courses, as well as you can do online consults. Also, if you're a Patreon member, you get 20% off on top of already bigger discounts. We never discount any of our shows, but this is an early Black Friday show. Uh, my name again is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. A little bit about me. I've been training dogs for 20 years professionally not as a hobby, but as a full-time career building a business from zero, no customers, to over seven figures. I've got a training center up in Providence. I personally am down in Florida right now. I recently came down here and I'm, I'm creating um, virtual content with Joelle with courses so we can help more people around the world. I get a lot of inquiries. I get tons of inquiries. Over the last 20 years, I've gotten 20,000 plus inquiries. I've, t- I've trained over 10,000 dogs personally. I've toured the world training dogs. I work with the most difficult dogs that exist, um, meaning dogs that want to kill um, um, and have killed dogs and that have mauled people and put them in the hospital that um, bite children, as well as just basic obedience. We work with, you know, happy-go-lucky puppies, happy-go-lucky dogs. But my specialty is difficult dogs. The Monday through Friday, Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, I try to stick to single topic. I go on my single topic and then I will answer questions, make more comments on that topic. If you've got general questions, we've got lots of different um, ways to do that. You can do a Wednesday and Friday, what would Jeff do? Show with a lovely Joelle. You can join our Patreon um, channel with... um, on Tuesdays for a live Zoom room, which is face-to-face, like face-to-face, voice-to-voice. And then obviously you can do a one-on-one consult. Most of our stuff is free. It's available on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, 50,000 posts, 5,000 videos, over 10,000 hours of audio content. I've been podcasting or have a radio show for over 13 years. Today I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, I normally do not read um, inquiries at all. Um, I've gotten inquiries that nothing ever surprises me, but this one, I don't want to say surprises me, but it, mm, maybe it does surprise me a little bit, but actually, um, upsets me. And it also basically describes what is wrong with our industry. Um, I'm a family pet dog trainer. I don't do sport. I don't do um, service. I don't do um, uh, you know agility or anything like that. I work with family pet dogs, people that are struggling with their dogs in the home. Our industry is basically fucked up. It is unethical. I want people to understand the pet dog industry. I want people to understand how bad and deeply messed up it is. And there's a couple of core reasons why it is messed up. There's something called a reward-based training, positive reinforcement and training only. Now, keep in mind, we do a reward-based training, positive reinforcement training for all of our obedience. We use food to train dogs. We also do counter-conditioning. But most people are struggling with unwanted behaviors. That is why dogs are being turned into shelters. And I talk about this a lot. I talk about it a lot. I talk about it a little bit more um, open, freely, and um, louder than most. 
um, um, I talk about this on my podcast. And um, just keep in mind that this pod, this 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 particular podcast will get lots of hate, lots of bullying, lots of negativity, lots of experts coming on telling me I'm wrong, but I am not wrong. If I sound cocky, it's because I'm confident. I've been doing this for a long time. This sums up the reward-based only, positive reinforcement only industry. And a lot of people say, well, Jeff, you really don't understand it. I understand it extremely well. Extremely well. And what I read is going to back that up even more. And I've got thousands of these emails. Let's keep in mind, there is rewarding your dog for training it what you want, getting more of what you want, and creating new behaviors. Who doesn't want that? I want that. So that's what we do. Then there's something called applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. The word punishment, it does not mean abuse. Putting your dog in your basement and not feeding your dog for a month is abuse. Dragging your dog behind your car is abuse. Coming home and beating your dog and kicking your dog nonstop is abuse. Correcting your dog for unwanted behavior, whether that be on a leash, a bonker, a shock collar, screaming it, a penny can, whatever, is not abuse. Most people that practice reward-only training are actually using punishment. They won't admit it. They might not even know it. So let's start thinking about a couple of things. Why are so many families struggling out there? Why? Well, number one, most of this industry does not want to see you be successful. I want us to use our logical brains on today's show and not our emotional hearts. Most of the industry does not want to see you have success fast. In fact, fast means you did it wrong. They don't want to see you get any results without paying them. Now, obviously, I'm a business. We get paid for our services. I paid for I get paid for for paid consults one on one. I get paid for boarding trains. I get paid for seminars. I get paid for sessions. I am a business. We are all entitled to be paid for our information. But keep in mind the amount of free content we also give out, like today's show, like the six podcasts I do a week, like all the posts we put up, like the carousel, which will be, be up on Instagram and Facebook that Joelle, I'm just looking at her right now, while Angela eats his breakfast and overslept today by 20 minutes, and he better get his ass over here and start his homework, okay, because he's a homeschool kid. And, and we give out so much free information. I believe Joel is working on a bringing home puppy carousel this morning. The reward only industry, they only care about the dog. They do not care about you. They only care about the dog. They do not care about you. The reward-only industry, they only care about the ideology, even though they might know it's wrong, unless they totally transition to another ideology. If you're going to be in the reward-only, pure positive camp, the cult, they only care about the ideology. Everything they do has to be with it, within the parameters of that ideology or they will be shamed and kicked out of the club. Even though they know it's wrong. How do I know this? I've been doing this for a long time. 
There are many trainers out there that preach reward only, reward only. Don't use a remote collar. Don't correct your dog. Don't say no. And what do they do? They go home and they do all the things that they preach that you should not do, but they do it in private. Why do they do it in private? So they don't be, get kicked out of the club. Meanwhile, they won't share that information with you. So keep that in mind. That is their mantra. But I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no clue at all. So, let me read something. I'm not going to use the person's name, and I will not use the dog's name. This is not for shaming the owner. This is not for blaming the owner. I do not do that. This is for me to empower you and to get everybody to wake the fuck up. On pre that, I just got an email this morning, which I get hundreds of emails, hundreds. I mean, like a week with success stories. For four years... This is typical. This is a typical email. My dog has been barking in the front window for four years. I bought a remote collar. I corrected it once. My dog hasn't barked in the front window since. Three seconds, they stop something that's been going on for four years, and they have tried, quote, unquote, everything, which means they've tried everything that they knew about or everything they were allowed to do according to the ideology until finally they realize this shit doesn't fucking work. For some reason, this guy with long hair that screams and yells and swears says that I can stop barking in three seconds, and holy shit, he was right. And I can finally live in peace and quiet. Four fucking years stopped in three seconds. And guess what? The relationship got better. Why? Because they, they weren't so pissed off about their dog anymore. Yelling at your dog does not build a relationship. Having a quiet dog does. So, here's the email. I'm going to read it as most of it I can, word for word. But some of the stuff I'm going to keep out for the privacy of the owners. Because this is not about shaming. This is about exposing the bullshit that goes on in this industry that I am in. They've been asking for help from trainers since November of 2020. It is November of 2022. Two years it's been. This all could have been stopped in less than two weeks. Everything they describe here could have been stopped in less than two weeks, and they've been struggling with zero results. In fact, it's gotten worse in two years. Why has it gotten worse? Because the dog has been practicing these unwanted behaviors for two years. The dog looks at the owner and says, you can't stop me. In the dog's eyes, the owners have no credibility. And this is not the owner's fault. They have done everything they have been told to do. They have been through six trainers, a behaviorist, a vet. They're on three different medications. They sing and praise the, the, the reward-only positive reinforcement. And you'll see this. You can, you can tell from their email they have been brainwashed. It is no fault of theirs. These are wonderful people. They're not lazy. They've been putting in the work. They have been trying. But they were given the wrong information. We were recommended to give treats to the dog when he's relaxing. Okay. Working with treats on resource guarding doesn't work. Not reacting, compromising. No doesn't work. We stop resource guarding in three seconds. I have a free video on YouTube. How do you find it? Go onto our YouTube channel, which is connected to our website, which is Solid Canine Training. Everything I have is, is my company name. 
I'm not that difficult to find. Type in our research box, how to stop resource guarding, watch the video three seconds later after watching the video and applying the information properly, which when I say properly, meaning it's not that difficult to do. You don't need to hire a trainer. Three seconds later, resource guarding is eliminated. Not managed, but gone. I've done it thousands of times. Not an ego statement, a factual statement. We increased his physical activity, but bought lots of toys and puzzles. Now, okay, I'm a fan of physical activity. Toys, puzzles, I can care less about. When you start hearing about all these dogs' problems, toys and puzzles and physical activity will not stop it. They've been working with a behaviorist from June of 2022. What is June? Month six? What are we on right now? Month 10? For four months, a behaviorist. Now, in the United States, behaviorists are people that have gone to university or literally have gotten some studies under their belt with names after their name. That means they should be more educated. They should be a hell of a lot more educated than this schmuck right here in front of the microphone. Okay? Who believes that the dog's problem is general anxiety, generalized anxiety? So, what do they do? Put them on medication and give the dog. This is what the recommendation for the behaviorist was. Are you ready? By the way, this dog, when you just remember this comment, because when I read about all these problems, I want you to remember to go back to this comment. And I will go back to this comment. Put the dog on meds and give the dog as much freedom as possible. That was the recommendation from this educated behaviorist. Put the dog on meds and give the dog more freedom. Remember that statement as I read through these issues because it is very, very important. All of these recommendations were recommended to reduce the frequency of the attacks, but didn't solve the issue. This family is being attacked by their family dog. They isolate the dog after he bites. Doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. That's not a proper punisher. They've been asking behaviorists and trainers about boarding training for a while, but they all say, okay, every one of these behaviorists and trainers have said that the problems will get worse after shock training. Now, whether you believe in e-cower training, shock cower training is like, first of all, there's no such thing as shock cower training. There's something called proper dog training and behavior modification. How you do it, what tool you use, is a separate conversation. But what does shock cower training actually mean? It's used to scare people, meaning that's all you're going to do. Every dog in our facility is trained on a quote-unquote shock collar, e-collar, remote collar. They're all the same thing. Hundreds of hours go into these dogs with food reward-based training. A remote collar, a shock collar is a communication device that communicates with a dog on the, the, the training that you are doing with that dog. It is fantastic for that. I can whisper or I can shout, but it is also fantastic for stopping unwanted behaviors. The dog is a two-and-a-half-year-old soft-coated Wheaton Terrier, purebred from AKC-registered sire. Again, none of that matters. They have a two-and-a-half-year-old dog. The breed doesn't matter. The AKC doesn't matter. And the registered sire doesn't matter. That ain't rocket science to do. Anybody can do that. You can get a dog from all these puppy mills. They can all be AKC-registered. And I have no problem with puppy mills. That's not my argument whatsoever. He's friendly with everyone on outdoor walks, people and dogs. Why not? Gets to do what he wants. Many owners invite him to play with their dogs. Great, he's great with dogs. That's fine. He'd like to meet every person coming to our house and would follow them around for hours. That is not fine. Following somebody around for hours is not fine. Why can't this dog just relax? He does fine in the doggy daycare and boarding places. 
Why do you think that is, everybody? Why do you think a dog is fine at doggy daycare and boarding places? And I'll tell you why. They historically do not ask much of the dog. What's there to argue over? If you if you let your dog do anything it wants to, well, why would they be aggressive? You want to humanize it? Let a kid do whatever it wants to. Why would it argue with you? Except for humping other dogs. That's not a good behavior. That can be, by the way, you can stop humping in one second. Okay. We were able to improve several of his unwanted behaviors with positive reinforcement. Now, again, they use the word positive reinforcement about six times in this email. They've been brainwashed. They've been brainwashed on the ideology. For example, he barks while seeing something through the window and calms down when, when I pat him. You have not eliminated the behavior. If I wanted my dog to bark out the front window, you know what I would do? After my dog barked out the window, I would give my dog a reward, such as food, toy, or physical touch. That trains the dog to bark out windows. FYI. But this sweet furball, FYI, this dog's not a sweet furball. And as you go through this, the last thing you would describe is this dog being a sweet furball. But, and again, this is not the owner's fault. Has the issues with aggression at home. Sweet furball, aggression at home. That's when the emotional part of a human gets in the way of logical thinking which we try to fix with positive training. There's that word again. Four trainers. Four. But they've already used a behaviorist. Five. Two years. No results. The dog is currently on three medications. Fluxetine. I'm going to destroy these because... I don't recommend medication. I'm not against it for some dogs. And metropolitine and gabapentine. The dog's on three meds. Three. Three medications. We get dogs off medications. The dog's on three of them. While we are working on his triggers through positive reinforcement, there's that word again. The dog is attacking them. Their own family pet is attacking the, the owners. He's, he's expanding his range of triggers. It's getting worse for aggression. His reactivity and severity of bites. He has bitten three members of the family on 10 or more occasions. Breaking skin down to the fat, to the bone, to the tendon, and wouldn't stop after one bite. Worst of all, he doesn't give any warning signs in most of the cases. As one trainer says, he goes from zero to 60 miles per hour in a second. First of all, dogs always give a a warning. The problem is when you work with incompetent trainers and behaviorists and vets, they don't understand triggers because they don't understand aggression. Because why? They don't work with fucking aggression and they don't stop it. Two years. Sweet furball. Let the dog put it on meds and more freedom. Put, put the dog on meds and more freedom. That's the behaviorist, okay? A behaviorist. Again, reminder in the United States, that's an educated person that understands animals. In the UK, a dog trainer is usually called a behaviorist. Who also is educated, tested, letters after their name. 
supposedly smarter than the average human, but you don't need to be smart to train a freaking dog. So put the dog on meds and give him freedom. Meanwhile, the dog has 10 bites. The dog has had separation anxiety from the time we brought him home and hates when we separate him from us during the attacks. He barks, charges, lunges to show dominance. You know, on the other hand, he wants to be near us. Of course. Because the dog could do whatever it wants to do. Ready for this one? Are you ready for this one? This past weekend, he was penned in our kitchen by gates and chairs and garbage buckets for safety for 24 hours as he wouldn't calm down, barking, panting, salivating, frothing, shaking, snarling, growling. It was so scary that I was ready to call 911. And you know what would happen if he called 911? The police would show up and shoot the dog. This is not anti-police. This is not anti-owner. It's fucking anti-goddamn stupid-ass advice. Again, we fix this stuff extremely shortly. Any competent trainer can fix this. Any. Not manage it, but eliminate it. Worst-case scenario, manage it. But at least the problem would be gone. His inability to calm down when we isolate him, he gets more agitated, complicates everything. I wouldn't suggest isolating the dog. At all. The dog is smart and teachable. Really? If he's so fucking smart and teachable, give him a goddamn book, send him a text, do actual proper training and behavior mod to eliminate this problem. He can steal a sock or anything else, and he would bite anyone who, who would come to him closer than 20 feet. 20 feet. I don't got 20 feet in this fucking room I'm in. Angelo is across the room. That's 20 feet away. He can be in this condition for hours and days. They can't even take the dog out to go to the bathroom. The whole house gets paralyzed on those days. But put him on meds and give him more freedom, says the behaviorist. Going back to my original statement where, where this industry does not care about humans, and frankly, they don't care about fucking dogs. He gets agitated when we speak loudly or argue. Like right now, the dog would be agitated because I'm speaking loud and often lunges at the person being yelled at, not the louder person. But why? He's guarding. It got worse over time. We're almost whispering at home. We can barely speak at home. The odors, you, 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 the human beings in their own house cannot even have a conversation because of a dog. We get some strange behavior when he's resting. He gets close to us on the sofa, but suddenly reacts to leg movement and tries to snap without warning. Now there's warning, you moved your leg. Usually it's just nipping, but he looks very angry. Nipping? It's not acceptable. This started when he was around one year old. That's normal. That's why you gotta shut it down. He's irritable in the evenings. That's also common. Especially if he didn't sleep enough during the day. That's why you actually do duration work instead of allowing the dog all the freedom it wants. Ready for this one? You ready for this one? He hates when we clean the kitchen cabinets or floors with a cloth, sponge, paper towel. He can hear this subtle sound from another room and runs and attacks immediately. Mopping is okay. And washing the dishes okay. Wow. How nice of that dog to allow you to mop in your own house and have clean dishes. On Sunday, we had a potential trainer over the house who asked us to trigger our dog. Trainer number six. The dog was tired after not sleeping well for 24 hours because he was isolated after biting me. Again, 
Why are they isolating their dog? No fault of theirs. They were told to do it. My husband barely moved a sponge on the counter. Barely moved a sponge on the counter and the dog attacked with full force. The dog is attacking them because you moved a fucking sponge. Do we have a problem here? Six trainers. Five trainers and a behaviorist. The dog's on three medications. They moved a sponge and they got attacked. But positive reinforcement, reward-based training solves everything. Drugs solve everything. Shock cowers make it worse. The trainer told us that he's never seen such an aggressive dog and couldn't believe that it was the same lovely dog he met a few minutes ago. I get these in all the time. I get parts of these in all the time. Again, it's not the owner's fault. It is not their fault. It is this the dog training industry's fault from the top down. But I don't understand positive reinforcement. Oh, yes, I do. I know what it means. three medications, six trainers. Now, this dog could be wired wrong. That's a possibility. But all I know is this. At the first signs of aggression, boom, the hammer comes down. No, please don't use a hammer on your dog. Massive amounts of structure. Proactive on the training. Teach your dog the concept of no. Take control of your house. It's your home. Kennel up your dog, not because it's bad. Kennel up, lie down. Go to place, lie down. You even show your teeth to me. You even try to bite me. There'll be an act of God that will wish you never did that. That's not abuse. This is abuse. The owners are being abused. The industry doesn't care about them. The industry doesn't care about them. You know how simple those things are to fix? What do you do it, Jeff? Well, if they come to us, we will. And then we'll train them. And I'm not yelling and screaming. Actually, yes, I am. Because you know what? It's time to yell and scream. It's time for this fucking movement to be shut down. This reward only, anything, you can't even say no to your dog. Everything but yes is, is abusive. Oh, you don't understand what, 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 I get this all the time. And I'm going to get it. There'll be comments on this podcast after the podcast when people share it. He doesn't understand this stuff. Oh, he's an abusive dog trainer. Why? Because you Google my name and it says that I am. That's just fucking social media bullshit. Don't believe everything you read. He, he hits dogs. Yeah, with a fucking cotton towel. By the way, there's nothing in it. We are... Experts at stopping unwanted behaviors. Am I pissed? I'm angry at the fucking positive reinforcement machine that has taken over the whole fucking internet and is brainwashing 
families to think they can't say no and is making families live a living hell with their dogs. You can't clean, this family cannot clean their counters. Does anybody else have a problem with that besides me? I cannot have a conversation at the dinner table about politics, about things going on in the world without being bitten by this dog. Does anybody else have a problem with that? I've been working on this pro this thing for two years and I've, I've seen my dog just get worse. Does anybody have a problem with that? I do. And I hope you do too. And I hope that people, not just in my fan base, but people that don't know who the fuck I am because have a problem with that. Now, what's going to turn you off is the way I yell and scream in my delivery. Forget about the way I deliver the information and listen to the message. Forget about how I deliver the information and listen to the message. Facts are facts. Oh, I don't understand. I get that all the time. You don't understand what positive reinforcement training is. Yes, I do. Well, we don't just reward. We'll withhold. We'll withhold the reward. Big fucking deal. What do you do when a dog tries to bite you? That's what I want to know step by step. When a dog is guarding something, what do you do? That's what I want to know step by step. Because you're going to redirect the dog. You're going to come up with something higher value. You're going to do the whole switcheroo like fucking J.C. Penney's turning in a goddamn shirt that's extra large when you should have gotten a goddamn larger medium. That's what you're going to do. By the way, stop buying extra large shirts for people. You're better off. You're better off buying the large and let them go up instead of the extra large and going down. It's an insult, and they get pissed off at you. Little holiday trip, little holiday tip there. What do we got here? Time for some comments from Deb. Good morning, Jeff. My husband heard your voice and asked if you were on twenty four seven. LOL. No, but I'm on a lot. I just had, I just added this podcast. I think what is this podcast number what thirty or something? Thirty four. I just added this podcast. And I went to five days a week, and I ain't fucking stopping. Good morning, Jeff and Solid Canine Family Facebook user. Hey. Terry G, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate all you and your team do. I'm doing fucking fantastic. Bulldog J, greetings from Holland. Hey, how are you, Holland? I've trained with positive only trainers. Does not work. Your way, your way is much better. So a couple of things on that. Thank you so much, Bulldog J. Welcome from Holland. Thanks for tuning in. I've been there before. It's a beautiful country. This is the thing. Positive reinforcement does work. It works to train wanted behaviors. We use a ton of it. We use it for counter conditioning mixed in with, with punishment. And we use it for training the basics of wanted commands. My way is much better. Keep in mind that my way is not my way. I'm just a guy with a big mouth. Real dog trainers who get results train like I do. I assure you they do. They might not admit it. They might not have a podcast. They might not even be on social media. But a lot of people train with yes for wanted stuff, no for unwanted stuff. And yes has value and no has value. Many, many dog trainers that get actually results that do both obedience work and behavior modification get results. Michelle, Michelle says, um, good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Facebook user, what freedom? Oh, no. I mean, I'm not against freedom for your dog. We teach dogs how to make better decisions. So, for instance, Tex, my Malinois, just came in from outside from going potty. He could have done anything he wanted. What did he do? He laid down on a bed. His choice. Terry G saw a man heel tap his dog for, st for to start loading in store. Lady has a um, lady had a near come apart. Call manager to remove him from the business. Credit the manager for refusal to do so. Yeah, 
I've heel tapped many dogs in my life. I've chest sternum tapped many dogs in my life. It's no big fucking deal. You're not kicking your dog. You're not walking up to your dog and booting your dog. If you know anything about loading, if you know anything about the precursor to reactivity or aggression, you need to shut down loading. A heel tap is wonderful to do. Facebook user Bonker. Bonkers are very effective. Bonker is our number one bad behavior stopper. Bulldog, one of my trainers suggested to put tape up on my windows to stop the barking. Did not know better, so I did it. Now I know better. Yep. That's very common. They want you to they want your house to look like a goddamn meth lab. And I'm not joking. Show of hands. How many people have been told to cover up their front windows or to leave their shades down? That is an extremely common solution and recommendation for dogs that bark out the front window. Meanwhile, you can leave your shades up. You can stop freaking having the police show up at your house because your neighbors think you're freaking cooking meth. And have your dog not bark and you can accomplish that in one to three seconds. This poor family and dog. Tessa, you said it right. These are not lazy people. These are not stupid people. These are people that believed the professionals. Six of them. They believed the people that are allowed to prescribe drugs which means they are medical professionals. They're being held hostage by a terrier. This is ridiculous and sad. I believe, yeah, you're right. Not only that, they can't clean their house, nor can they talk. They can't have a normal conversation in their own home without being attacked. Deb says, this email is one I have heard daily, daily for my 30 years of working with dogs. Very sad. Yep, Deb. I get multiple of these emails every day. It is sad. And that's just me and that's just you. How about the other tens of thousands of dog trainers out there? And if you can't fix these issues, stop taking them on as clients. Refer them out. Stop taking money from people, but they do take money even though they know they won't get results. We've had so many people go to these, you know, we, we deal with a lot of leash reactivity. We have so many people that go to these reactive rover classes, 12 at a time. They've gone through three of them, 36, with zero results. We have people that go to reactive dog classes. They only allow one dog or two dogs in the class or one dog and a stuffed animal in the class. Are you fucking kidding me? You want to have a, you want to teach a reactive dog class? Try 20 dogs in the class, all reactive. That's how we do it. Terry G. Want to add, this gentleman did a good job advocating for his dog during the confrontation with this crazy lady. Dog held the behind sit despite being visibly stressed. Yep. A lot of crazy people out there. Mr. D, that case seems like a living hell. They're hostages, there's dogs, uncontrolled behavior. Mr. D, you nailed it on the head, and I cannot tell you how many, how many owners are being held hostage by their dogs. They cannot hug in front of the dog. They cannot have people over their house. Their kids cannot have their friends over their house. They're walking on eggshells. Guys, wake up. That's not proper dog ownership. Joelle just left to go for a walk. She took Piper, which is our boarding train dog, and she took Wes for a walk around the neighborhood. Both dogs are off leash. Piper has been with us for one week today. He's taking an off leash walk around this neighborhood. 
he couldn't fucking walk on a leash. He couldn't walk off leash. Facebook user, they don't need a dog. Well, they, they do actually, though. Facebook user, I'm going to disagree on that. They do need a dog. They should have a dog. Maybe not this dog. Maybe not this dog. But they need a dog with a proper dog trainer. Or most people can buy. Let me just put this down here. Because we're also having a sale because it's a Black Friday sale. Um. Go to our academy. If you went to our Green to Graduate, you bought our Green to Graduate course, that alone, you can fully off-leash train your dog from no, put it this way, the dog that's with us now, Piper, pretty much is following the Green to Graduate course. He's off-leash on a walk. He, I mean, he's dragging a leash for safety, but he's off-leash on a walk. He's been here for seven days. We're following the Green to Graduate. You could do it too. Angelo walked this dog. Um, I think he walked the dog in either Hobby Lobby or in um, Home, Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Mario says that's mental. Yep. Jeff, what is a behaviorist? I've never heard of one. And who the fuck would want a behaviorist versus a trainer? Well, this is the thing. A lot of vets recommend veterinary behaviorists. They have the ability to write prescriptions or they work hand-in-hand -hand with the vet who can write the prescriptions because the vet is a, vet, a, a veterinary medical doctor and they can write prescriptions. A behaviorist is in the United States should be a more book-educated, quote-unquote, trainer. But they historically don't work hands-on with a dog. Most behaviorists don't grab a leash. They don't work with a dog. Because they stick to their book knowledge, but they have no street smarts. They have no street smarts. Deb, have you responded to this family? Yeah, we've talked at length. was wondering if they're going to be working with you. Hope so. I don't know. I don't know if they'll work with us. I don't know. I mean, we have to have a level of expectation, number one. Number two, they've got to agree to doing the training that we're going to recommend, or none of it will work. Everybody in the family has to be on board. They've got to get rid of the catchphrases. They've got to understand what's best for the dog and best for the family. Brenda says, You're, you are the reason I have a very, I have a large and very obedient dog. Bless you, Jeff. Thank you, Brenda. Well, just remember, Brenda, you did all the hard work. I always remember that. Desi, I've been seeing lots of people calling themselves behaviorists these days, newer dog trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to sound smart. These people want to sound smart. Okay. Because schmuck that can train a dog don't look good on a, a business card. I'm just some Jewish guy from Cleveland that has more of a skill set and more of a knowledge and more experience than the dog owner. That's it. That's all I am. I'm not a magician. I've got well a well-practiced skill set that I'm able to communicate that onto the owner and I'm able and I have the knowledge to work with some very dangerous dogs. Laura is a Doberman rescue volunteer. I get tagged on posts that people wanting to rehome all the fucking time and it always, it's always improper training. Rescues are overwhelmed. You're so right here, Jeff. Yep. Laura, you should think about becoming not just you, but becoming thinking about becoming an affiliate. So you can make 40% on all of our courses, by the way. If you want to become an affiliate, go to um, www. Anybody can become an affiliate here. Anybody. Um, 
www.solid, uh, let me see if I can remember this, caninecademy.com slash affiliates with an S. Okay, go there and show you how to sign up for it. So what you do is you get your own private website and then um, people buy the courses through your private website. You don't do a damn thing. You just collect 40% every month, every 37 days, actually, just because of like, if anybody does a chargeback. That's my show. That's my show. But boy, that's a fucking good one. So let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back to my original my original comments about the pet dog training industry, which is what I am. This industry doesn't want to see you successful. They don't want to see you do it fast. They don't want to see you do it without paying them. Like I can fix most of these problems they're having for free. All they got to do is jump on my social media, dive deep into it, and they can literally have a new life for free. And the rest would take maybe a 30-minute consult. They care more about the dog than they care about the human. Yep, they want the dog to be all cozy and comfy. They don't want the dog to be have a punisher applied to it. They don't want the word no being used. They don't want the dog to be corrected for anything. God forbid it feels discomfort. And they don't give a shit about the fucking human being held prisoner in their own home. They don't give a shit. And they also have to stick to the ideology of their cult-like movement or else they will be shamed and kicked out of the club. This is how it works. This is how it works. Even my industry is like that. If you are a member of the IACP and you host me for a seminar, you will be kicked out of it. I have this in writing. <sighs> Meanwhile, I would say 99, I've been doing, I've done over 300 seminars over eight years. By the way, I am retired from seminars. Not because of any social media, any hate, any public pressure. I am, I am all in on online courses. I am all in on creating content that I can help the masses. I can't be flying around the country anymore. But I would say 99% of the people that came to my seminars, loved it. You're always going to get people that, you know, one or two people per seminar that just don't like it, that hated it, that it was a waste of time and waste of money. It's just like that in every industry. But we change people's lives at seminars. But God forbid you host me, goodbye. God forbid you say anything nice about me, you get all kinds of hate. Meanwhile, I ain't seen anybody else out there yelling and screaming, showing their work, showing the, showing the messy stuff, showing how, how to rehab aggression, showing the nervous, fearful, anxious dogs being fearful, nervous, and anxious. I'm just seeing all the good stuff. Guess what? That doesn't help owners. That doesn't help owners at all. Do we show good stuff? Of course we do. Do we show befores and afters? Of course we do. But we show a lot of the during. We show a lot of the during. All right. 
Good morning, Jeff. Missed the first half, but looking forward to watching the replay. Thanks, Allison. Definitely. Sid says, kudos, Jeff. Need to be said. Thank you for us, for the trained dogs and owners for living. W-A-H-H, LOL. I love it, Jeff. I train dogs and tell clients I believe in a lot of positive reinforcement. Good. You should. But I don't believe in... Um, and Johnny, don't set the church on fire again or it's going to be a big timeout. Right. Hi, Jeff. At this point with this dog, is the next step ECAL or no? Nick, the next step is proper training. Let's get ECALers because ECALers are going to be banned one day. Okay. Let's just talk about proper training. Number one, structure. Number two, Learn how this dog should be in a crate to sleep when you go out. I would say that 90%, all you would need is a treat bag, a bonker, and a leash. And in the skill set to train a dog. That's all you need. Now, will a remote collar help? Absolutely. Will it make you quicker results? Absolutely. Will it make your life safer? Absolutely. But a tra but a e cower, a shock cower is a communication tool that without the knowledge behind it is useless. I can't stress that enough. But the biggest thing is we would this dog would be fully trained without an e cower. We can fully train this dog. We can stop all these unwanted behaviors without an e-collar. We can eliminate 90 plus percent of these behavior issues without an e-collar. But why would we use an e-collar if we decided to? Which we would, because it makes it easier for the owner. And it expedites the training. This dog says two years of practice bad behavior. Good morning. Um, I had someone comments from Lee's side, someone comment about me using an e collar. I told them it's a communication device. The response was so, um, was so is a walkie talkie. Yeah, it's, it's just all cut and paste bullshit. Just, just delete their comment. I'm sorry, ban them and delete their comments. It's just all fucking bullshit. It's all cut and paste stuff. It's all cut and paste stuff. It's from people that have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Kim says, I've been down that road with trainers. Dog gets elevated on a dime. When I redirected with food, he became more elevated. Of course. Now I correct the loading. Bingo. Of course. You're rewarding it. The whole redirection thing is just teaching the dog how to behave badly. Beverly says, how did corrections become old school methods? Where did this movement start? It started with the the organization, the well, the reward only folks are very well organized and their message is very loud. And it's designed to increase the amount of um, visits you have to make to them to get the most amount of money, to get the least amount of results, to depend on them the most. Meanwhile, I will give away all of our training. It's all on YouTube. You can fully off-leash train your dog by watching our YouTube videos. Tune into our podcasts. If you can't afford a course, if you can't afford a consult, but you can afford $10 a month, which I know you can, join Patreon and you'll get one-on-one, -on -one, uh, not one-on-one, -on -one, I'm sorry. You will get um, our online Zooms. There's only 20 people, 25 people in, 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 the, in the Zoom. Plus you get 20% off of your courses and consults. You got money, you just have priority issues where that money goes. But everyone's got money. We're the wealthiest country per capita. Everybody's got money, and we have access to money. Get a part-time job for 10 hours a week anywhere. You got an extra 150 bucks in your pocket. Everybody's got money. Soli says, with dogs, we don't have the luxury to wait months or years for results because they have short lives. Exactly. But also, you don't need to. You don't need to. But you're right, Soli. Do you really want to spend a fifth of your dog's life fixing things that can be done in a hundredth of your dog's life? 
Ed says, thanks, Jeff. Bulldog says, top show. Great show, Mr. D. Legacy, nicely um, trained dog. Amen to proper training, Mr. D. LOL, banning. An e-cow would be like banning a hypodermic needle for the medical profession, LOL. They're going to be banning them. All tools will be banned. There's been legislation. It didn't pass. They try to ban the word no. There's legislation that's been put up from some idiot people. It's, yes, you are an idiot. Oh, my God, Jeff, you're insulting people on your show. Well, it's well-deserved. If the dog is not a willing participant, all training has to stop. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, well, let's humanize that. You want to humanize it? No kid would wear a winter jacket in the winter. No kid would zip up their jacket. They wouldn't put on their mittens or gloves. They wouldn't put seatbelts on. They would drive and text. It's fucking stupid shit. All right, guys, I got to go. It's time to tune out. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. Hope this one woke you up because it's time to wake up. It's time to yell and scream. It's time for owners to stand up and yell and scream. Not just dog trainers, but owners. Madly in love with you guys. I got to start educating my son. He's homeschooled. I teach him. We got a bunch of writing to do. Plus, Angelo is doing a podcast. Angelo, you got any knowledge you want to drop? Do you have any knowledge you want to drop? Not yet? All right. But this week, he's starting his podcast, most likely. He's probably going to do it on Greek, Egyptian, Norse, Roman mythology. We'll see. The Q&A. Might be more like this fact, this this uh, thing, but I'll be asking the question. You'll type in the questions. I ask the questions. He gives the answers. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's going to go great, but I'm excited for it. Love you guys. Take care. Bye.